Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. You know, these programs, they come and they go so fast. And this program will probably do the same. Uh, but one thing that uh, doesn't change is the fact that we are here bringing you new paradigms for a new world. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Mine too. I'm right there in that list of, of those who want their dreams to come true. And today's program, yes, I will give you the preliminary information a little, a little later. It won't Now it won't be preliminary because it'll be later in the program. But what we are going to talk about with a returning guest to our program, and I am thrilled about the conversation we're going to have, regarding the American Meditation Institute, or AMI, it is announcing that the third annual National Conscience, Conscience, not Consciousness, but Conscience Month, will be observed in January, that is, as of this date that we are speaking and this that you are hearing this on the radio broadcast, uh, will be January 2022, the year of Deuces Wild, uh, with the goal of encouraging individuals across the nation and around the world to participate, to practice, practice, Consciously using their conscience as their guide. Since 1996, AMI has provided a comprehensive training in the world's oldest holistic mind-body medicine-centered medicine centered around centered around one revolutionary principle, and that principle is the human conscience is the key to unlock unlimited wisdom and creativity to solve all we're going to see if it's true all of life's problem challenges okay we'll find out our special guest returning here on the program i am thrilled to have him back because boy we had a great time the last time uh, he was on the program he's the originator of the national conscience month he's the founder of the american meditation institute for yoga science and philosophy uh, and his name is Leonard Perlmutter, and I thank you so much for being back with us again. I, I, I was thrilled after our first interview. We had such a great time. Thank you for rejoining us here for the beginning of the new year. Well, it, it was a delight, and, and this is a real pleasure and a real honor to be back. Thank you very much for, for in sharing the invitation with me. I'm going to share with you also some numbers um, because they're important because of what's happening. Um, I just looked at the latest statistics, the analytics, if you will, uh, of, this, of the podcasts that we have here called Tell Me Your Story. Yeah. Now, uh, about a year and a half ago, um, July of 2020, I started doing video editing. I started posting my interviews on YouTube. These videos, people can watch them on YouTube. All you have to do is go to the Tell Me Your Story Richard Dugan uh, podcast uh, channel or videocast channel. But it's the podcasts. We expanded to about 12 or 14 other sites, including iHeart and Amazon Music. And I have to tell you, I, I just checked into this, uh, uh, Leonard. Uh, and this is exciting because it tells me that maybe what you are promoting here today is actually starting to happen, at least in part. And I will actually acknowledge that it is in part to what we are doing here on this program. The analytics have shown overall that we've had over 57,000 listens in four years. 
Four Ooh. years, 57,700 listens. Now, I broke that down, and I looked at each year. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at just the last 12 months. And as I said, 57,700. In just the last 12 months, we've had over 30,000 listens. <laughs> that is fantastic. double what, uh, that is, uh, th- that is way over what was listened to in the first three years. Yes, yes. So that has got to count for something. That means something. So maybe those numbers are starting to mean something to me in that regard, that more and more people are listening. Well, it means one thing for sure. You are a seed planter. Well, I am a farmer. I mean, you know, well, uh, in my last you, life, I you lived are on- Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> reincarnated (laughs) well i'll take it i absolutely will uh i i love doing this because i meet so many great people especially those with incredible beards and you got one you got one santa uh it's beautiful leonard and uh i i'm not going out that i did for a while because i i I couldn't bend my right arm because that's the arm i shave with uh Uh, and then once i was able to do it i thought you know i kind of like this but i don't want to go nuts uh anyway the national conscience recognition, if you will, uh, that you are promoting, I think is fantastic in terms of uh, uh, what you are wanting to accomplish. Uh, and I guess maybe that's kind of where we want to start with the National Conscience Month of January 2022, which we have been running since I think it was October. A commercial I recorded for this uh, during this program which is four times a week, and we've been promoting it and we'll promote it throughout the month of January. What is the goal? What is the overall goal? Uh, what would you need to see, if that's the right word, and maybe it's more metaphysical or, or, or uh, metaphorical, if you will, uh, than literal, to show you that the National Conscience Month is having the impact that you want. And what is that impact that you would like to see? Well, I'll, I'll be very honest with you right now. I have no desire nor expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Like you, my joy comes from the planting of the seeds. Mm. I have no claim to the outcome of any action that comes through me. I am in service as best I can to the truth. And the truth is, from my personal experience, that by using our conscience, we feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and relationships that have been problematic have been healed. So I just want to share that news with people and provide them the opportunity not to listen to me or to believe me, but to experiment as scientists for themselves to experience the truth themselves. Hmm. Do you find that in your day-to-day life, as you move amongst the other mortals on this planet, and when I say mortals, I am speaking specifically of the human beings, not the spiritual beings. They are immortal that inhabit those human bodies that there are people who are beginning to they're, try, they're they're beginning to 
go with that flow where uh, I've this is the way I understand it. And I'd love for your understand for your perspective on this, too. Um, there are these energy waves that are moving through the universe and we pass through them. The planets in the solar system, they pass through them and it changes the consciousness, if you will, even slightly of the human being, not so much the animal kingdom or, you know, flora and fauna, but more of the human uh, species. And that there is actually, um, as much as we want to tout free will, to be mm-hmm. self-determining, there are certain aspects of the universe that say, yeah, you can still hold on to the resentment and the aggression and the uh, uh, lack of problem solving. And, you know, the list goes on. It's similar to something that you actually said uh, in one of the quotes here uh, having to do uh, uh, with this uh, this day and time that t- today's problems were born in the human mind and their solutions can only be found in hu- in the human mind. Uh, and when we allow the mind's conscience to co- to connect us to the source of our creativity, we will discover unimaginable answers that will transform our world. Do you think that those waves of energy are part of the divine, I don't know, the divine plan? There will be those who will resist. They want nothing to do with it. They want to continue status quo. You know, leave things as they are. No change. But the rest of us are like, had enough. I want change. I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, it's a little fearful. It's like looking into the black void. You don't know what's there. But it's a heck of a lot better, you know, being there than continuing down this road. Well, I, I subscribe to that 100%. I think that that's, that's absolutely correct. And yes, certain people will not want to change. And that's okay. Yeah. We have to all be okay with that. Yes. The yes. question is, who am I and what is my purpose of life and how do I want to live my life? Do I truly want to be free of all pain, misery, and bondage? If so, I have the creativity and the wisdom at the core of my being to experience it in this very lifetime. And if one human being can do something like that, it means any of us can do it with the requisite amount of creative energy being directed toward that goal. What's the difference in your mind or even the connection? Maybe that's a better question, but I'll kind of put it not so much either or. You can address both. What's the difference or the connection between our conscience and our, not just consciousness, but our still small voice, our intuition. Our conscience is the hardware through which our intuition makes its way into our conscious mind. It's, it's, it's a little bit analogous to a television or a computer receiving signals from a far distance and then materializing them 
uh, in a non-local way at another location. Well, one of the aspects uh, that we're going to talk about here on the program regarding the National Conscience Month, which is January 2022, um, will be basically um, to remind, educate, and raise awareness about the value of using your conscience as a guide to making better decisions. And we're going to talk more about that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're here with Leonard uh, uh, Pearl Mutter, and uh, we are uh, really, really excited about this campaign, and we're going to continue talking about that here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, this is a very exciting uh, uh, program that I hope that you are enjoying. Uh, uh, Leonard is is sharing with us here, Leonard Perlmutter, uh, the the aspects of National Conscience Month, January 2022. Uh, it's here to build and activate a national movement that embraces the role of conscience-driven choices. We talk about choices all the time here on Tell Me Your Story, uh, telling people that uh, we're giving them choices and knowledge of those choices uh, in experiencing more health, happiness, security, and creating more rewarding lives for our families, community, and nation. And I would add to that, and the world, and encourage and encouraging individuals uh, to act through simple experiments that add in increasing positivity, self-confidence, and self-reliance. What kind of experiments would we kind of uh, put out there? You know that the HeartMath group, you know, they put these devices all over the planet to sort of gauge the energy and, and the direction, the flow and so forth, uh, during certain times, they, they even saw on their instruments, uh, I don't know if it was hours or minutes prior to 9-11, as we like to call it, which was uh, uh, 20 years ago, uh, that the energy just suddenly shifted. It was as if the entire planet knew what was about to happen, and then it happened. Um, so what about the, these experiments that, that we can do to help build these different elements, especially increasing positivity, positivity, uh, self-confidence. That's, that's huge as well as self-reliance. Well, the first rule must always be don't take on anything that's too much too soon. Ah, if it's easy, it will be right. If it's right, it's going to be easy. What does that mean on a practical level? If you feel that you uh, uh, are carrying too much weight on the physical body and the question comes up, am I going to eat this cookie? Am I not going to eat this cookie? Well, right there is an experiment. And depending on who I am and what I bring to that relationship, I might decide that I can give up the entire cookie or I can give up half of the cookie or I can give up a quarter of the cookie so that my conscience can guide me. It doesn't really matter which choice you make, as long as for you, it's relatively easy and your intention is to follow the wisdom of the conscience. So the experiment is about making choices on a conscious level and evaluating the potential results thereof. 
That's correct. But although, let me add this, that the more you use your conscience, it's less and less of a gamble. Uh-huh. Because you, you always know that if you can align your thoughts, words, and deeds with the unerring wisdom reflected by the conscience, I'm talking about this super conscious wisdom from the super conscious portion of the mind, Mm -hmm. the outcome will always lead me and all of my connections for our highest and greatest good. Well, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me to think about this process of coming upon a situation, an experience, if you will, and either feeling good about it or otherwise, mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, I like the situation, I'm not going to change anything, or I don't care much for the situation, and I'm going to change it, I'm going to choose to do something different, something else. And it kind of goes along with, uh, and I've, <laughs> it's almost as if I keep saying this, and it's like I'm, people are getting tired of hearing it, but I don't think I say it in every program, and that is Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the mm-hmm. same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Whereas, And also with, Einstein said that a problem cannot be solved on the level at which it arises. It must be solved on a higher level. Yes. And for us, yes. that higher level is experienced by using our conscience. Yeah. I have had numerous experiences in just this year alone, and I'm, I, I don't know if this has anything to do with numerology or astrology or, or what other ologies there are out there that people are, are using to gauge what's happening. But I know that uh, a lot of people have been going through some very, uh, and I like putting it this way better than any other, very challenging uh, experiments, shall we say. Yes. And some people continue to make the same choice with that experiment that they've been playing with for, if not decades, lifetimes. Yes, yes. And I find myself in a similar situation, too, uh, in my life, in this day and age, where, okay, what am I going to do? Whether it be on a financial level, whether it be in relationship, whether it be in job, uh, regardless of what the category, it's like, okay, what is it that I want to accomplish? Where is it that I want to be? Uh, how do I want to live? How do I want to feel? And I, I would like to think that most people, Leonard, they want to feel happy. Mm-hmm. They want to feel free. Yeah. They want to feel safe. I think mm-hmm. one of my, my, my favorite lines from John Denver uh, was that he says that we want to be wild and free. Now, that doesn't mean uh, <laughs> causing havoc and chaos. Not that kind of wild. And I'm wondering if you can maybe touch upon that phrase as you hear it, as you see it and sense it and feel it, uh, in terms of us as the spiritual immortal being that we are, what what would that say to you, uh, being wild and free? I would say that it would mean that an individual is disciplined, disciplined 
in order to experience that wildness and that freedom that they deeply desire. So what does that mean, discipline? Because that word, discipline, uh, has a negative connotation in our culture. Mm. You know, certain words have a cultural spin that bring about a negative connotation. It's not real, but people just accept it. So discipline is a word that now is equated with denial of some pleasure. Mm -hmm. I'm being denied something. No, 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 no. What it means is when you have a relationship, any kind of relationship, it doesn't matter what the relationship is. It could be professional. It could be family-oriented, personal, recreational, sexual. It doesn't matter. Whenever we have a relationship, it means one thing. I have to take an action. And that action is going to bring about a consequence. Well, if I really want to be happy and healthy and wild and free, then how am I going to get to point B from point A? And the key is to discipline myself, my mind, discipline my mind and the habits of my unconscious mind that are not going to help me experience my deepest driving desire. Thousands of years ago, women and men wrote down these words. You are your deepest driving desire. As your deepest driving desire is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed. As your deed is, so becomes your destiny. So we have to be honest with ourselves. What do we really want? Do we really want to be free and wild? Do we really want security and happiness? If so, then that has to be our work in the world in the midst of every relationship that requires an action that brings about a consequence that will either enable us to experience the fulfillment of that deep driving desire or will delay the prospect. Hmm. We're talking with Leonard Perlmutter. He is the founder of the American Meditation Institute. The website is AmericanMeditation.org. And he has uh, several books that are of uh, more than just several here, but three in particular, uh, actually two in particular, uh, that we want to focus on. The first one, of course, is The Heart and Science of Yoga. And it is empowering self-care program for a happy, healthy, joyful life. The other is Your Conscience, which is what we talked about in our last interview, having to do with the key to unlock limitless wisdom and creativity and solve all of life's challenges. And I like the word challenges better than any other phrase or word that can be uh, uh, uttered. Uh, because um, sometimes the challenges are at a one or two level of difficulty. Some challenges are at a nine or a ten uh, a level of difficulty, and some are in between. But they're all challenges, and they all are teaching us. And as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, I want to talk to you, Leonard, about uh, the aspect and the difference from your perspective as I share it with you, 
the difference between mistakes and learning experiences right here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking with Leonard Perlmutter, and we're talking about the work that he is doing as well as the national uh, this is the month, the National uh, Conscience Month, January of 2022. Uh, that's right. This is the uh, this is the year when deuces are wild, as they say. Wait until not only the second, but the 22nd of February. You think things went nuts? They're gonna go crazy with deuces wild on those two days. And anyway, let's go back to what I was asking you about, um, and that has to do with uh, someone challenged me the other day, uh, uh, Leonard. They said, uh, well, in, in a rather frustrated and angry voice, well, what about all the mistakes that you have made? And I, I don't know, I didn't know at first where this came from, but I, I knew it came from my higher self. I said, I have never made a mistake in my life. I have only had learning experiences. What are your, what are your thoughts in that regard? Well, I, I absolutely agree 100%. There are no mistakes because everything is a learning experience. It's there to teach us. It's up to us to be very conscientious and to turn a stumbling block into a stepping stone. And for that, one of my greatest teachers is Thomas Edison. Ah. Now, here, here, was a, here was an inventor, a fellow who was looking to develop a uh, a way to create an electric light bulb mm -hmm. an element that would work economically and practically i know where you're going and each time he did an experiment that didn't work out uh, uh ideally oh he learned something new and then got his eraser out and recomputed the equation and recomputed the equation and recomputed the equation until he experienced what he was looking for. Why? Because he was dedicated to his deepest driving desire. Mm. You know, I have to wonder, I'm sure that they have, maybe in the Smithsonian, the final version that actually worked. My question is, do they have any of the others that didn't <laughs> produce or illuminate? Because to me, those would be the things that you'd want to look at. Yes. Tra track that trail that the bloodhound was on. Yeah. And see how he got from one to two to three to four to the final bulb. Yeah. And I think the, the, the question that was asked of him was, how many times did you fail before you, you, uh, uh, you, know, you discovered uh, uh, this version that, that illuminates the room? And he said, well... I never failed. I just found 990 ways that it didn't work. That's it. You That's know? good. Yeah. I, I live, have lived by the philosophy, one of the philosophies, that um, there's always a workaround. Yes. Uh, and the other is work with what you have until you get what you want. Now, that applied more to the radio stations that I worked with that were working with as I progressed through each station through the years, uh, somewhat primitive equipment uh you know and then now we're in the digital age and i'm still working with some analog equipment but it, it still works it's still a matter of fact sometimes it works better than the digital stuff <laughs> right um you know if 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 i could well that's not a question of could 
I would love to give up my truck. Okay, as much as I love driving it and getting from point A to point B, there are so many different ways to get from point A to point B without owning a vehicle. Now, does that take away my freedom? Absolutely not. This is one of the interesting things I found, Leonard, and I'd love for your uh, uh, have have you comment on this. When people started complaining about the mandates that were placed on society in different communities regarding the pandemic, uh, wearing a mask and washing your hands regularly and staying six feet apart and so forth, and even shutting things down initially. And they started to scream, you are usurping my First Amendment rights. And I thought, what country are you living in? How is it that somebody is usurping your constitutional rights? I have the same constitutional rights, and I don't feel that way. Matter of fact, I phrase it this way. I exercise my constitutional rights by wearing a mask, by washing my hands, by staying six feet apart, by doing those things that keep not only me safe, but others. And it's like, and I know that it is a matter of perspective. Uh, First of all, share with us your, your observations in that regard. And then can you share with us how Uh, through the American Meditation Institute and all of the research and the study, education that you have have gathered over the many years that you've been doing this, uh, that we can start to change our perspective? Well, I think that the situation that you portrayed is very common. You see, every human being suffers from a disease that we have never heard of. It is called tempoplegia. Tempoplegia is the name of the disease. That's a new one on me. It's a new one, and uh, I I coined that. Ah. (laughs) Okay. And what does it mean, tempoplegia? It means we become a tempoplegic in certain situations, in certain relationships, when our emotional buttons are pushed, in certain kinds of situations, when our emotional buttons are pushed, we become paralyzed to make good choices. That paralysis, that paralyzing situation that occurs means that I become temporarily paralyzed and cannot make sound choices. So I become, in that instance, in that situation, a tempoplegic. I become temporarily paralyzed. Mm. And every human being experiences that. For some... It's the the issue about mask wearing. For some, it's about eating jelly donuts. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. And I do believe, and I'd like to solicit your, your opinion about this. I believe at every instance, everyone takes actions 
to the best of their ability, mm. to the best of the, uh, their ability at that time, at that moment. But each of us is a work in progress. This is not the final product. With every relationship, we are learning and growing and changing. Well, uh, I'm going to address that, but just a reminder to you listening and watching Tell Me Your Story. Uh, we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. for our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, as I mentioned earlier, and Amazon Music, and many others. And we are also on YouTube, where you can watch these interviews. We are also going to be linked to uh, Leonard's website, Leonard uh, Perlmutter's uh, website, AmericanMeditation.org. And we hope that you will continue listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, Leonard uh, Perlmutter uh, is our guest here on the program, and we're talking about uh, the National Conscience Month, January 2022, that begins this weekend as we are uh, broadcasting the uh, uh, podcasting and videocasting this. Um, I, I want to address what you were just saying about, uh, about that. I find it interesting that when we get into that uh, temporary paralysis, mm -hmm. that we start listening to everybody else except us. And that somehow, some way, for whatever reason, we start, the more we hear from what I, I you know, what has been termed, the more that we hear from our echo chambers, the sources that we listen to, that we mm -hmm. agree with the more we begin to believe what they are saying, whether it be right or wrong, whether it be correct or incorrect. And actually, that's probably the more proper or correct phrase to use. Uh, I remember I got into a discussion with someone about that, that there is no right or wrong. It's either, it's either correct or it's incorrect. And uh, it doesn't matter what it's based on. You can base it on science or you can base it on science fiction because people will believe if you keep, uh, what was it, uh, the big lie, the more times you tell it, the more people will believe it, whether it's, you know, whether it's correct or not. And so what ends up happening is that people fall into, they, they, they are so, f I, I, and I don't know, maybe this is part of the, par part of the paralysis, they, they get so fatigued over trying, you know, trying to parse out the information and figure out what's correct and what's incorrect. They don't want to do it anymore. They're just exhausted. So they're going to take somebody else's word for it. When what they should be doing that we promote on this program is going within during the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we encourage people to go within, to sit and go into that quiet, still calm, safe place and listen to and listen for that still small voice of guidance, of encouragement, of insight, uh, of insight, of relaxation, of rejuvenation, of re-energization, if you will. And if they did that, 
it would sure calm down a lot of situations that we have right now, uh, not just in this country, but around the world over all of this. Now, whether governments and institutions are going to go along with this, it's not about governments and institutions going along with it. This, is, this has nothing to do with anything but individuals. Okay? We're not trying to get a mass group of people to go along with anything. We're asking individuals. You decide. You who are listening. You who are watching. Leonard. Myself. We decide. And uh, that's where the paralysis is lifted, when we start listening to that still, small voice. And Leonard, I'm sure you've had experiences where you've listened to the still, small voice. You're going, no, 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 I can't. No, that's, that's, that, that, that's not my plan. That has nothing to do with my, that's contrary to my plan. <laughs> and yet the voice will come back, and I've had this happen in a financial situation, and it comes back again and again and again and again. And, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I go and I do it. And uh, afterwards, I look back and I'm going, man, if I hadn't done that when I finally did, things would be a whole lot worse right now. A whole lot worse. And uh, so the issue for every human being is that our perceptions, that which we perceive, is skewed by our conceptions. Uh huh. Yes. It's not so much what we see in the world, it's what we think about what we see mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. And what we think we see is what our previous concepts that are stored in our unconscious mind tell us. And where did we get all these concepts? Oh, we got some from mom and some from dad and some from grandpa and some from Grandma, we got some from friends that we used to play with at the schoolyard. We got some from politicians and from celebrities and the culture. So it begs the question, and I think this is what you're saying also, Richard. Mm -hmm. It begs the question, whose life am I living? Whose life am wow. I living? Wow. Not mine. Yeah. Not mine. I'm living someone else's life that gifted me this faulty concept that is now the software on the hard drive of my mind. Wow. That is some powerful stuff. Whose life am I living? Now, this now takes us into another realm here that I want to talk about as we continue. We're going to continue talking with Leonard Perlmutter. We're going to continue talking about our conscience and our consciousness. We're going to continue talking about our spiritual connectedness here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we are talking about um, another level, another higher level that uh, we need to get into, Leonard, before we come to the end of our program. And we still have some time, I hope, with you. I've, I've used this analogy many times, and I use it in a very benevolent fashion. Uh, you may or may not have seen uh, the television series Star Trek Next Generation. Now, regular listeners know where I'm going. But um, there's a character. Roddenberry probably didn't intend for this character to be viewed in this context, but it certainly spoke to me. 
and the character was uh, called the Borg. It was made up, of course, of many, many, many entities from many different parts of the galaxy, and they were all modified. Uh, you might call them, some, some use the term trans, uh, trans-human, meaning that they've been transformed into a combination of uh, electronic and digital and biological. Uh, they've got hardware and software, quite literally. And they're all connected to each other via, we'll call it Wi-Fi, as well as to central command, who or whatever that is. Now, the metaphor for me is, and again, from a benevolent perspective, it shows how we as spiritual beings are connected and that each one of us has a different task. You and I don't do the same thing, do we? I, I don't think so. You're not, you're not doing a radio show and uh, focusing on the things that I am. And I'm not writing. I can guarantee you I'm not writing books. I'm still working on the first one. Uh, <laughs> but yet, when we tap into that still, small voice, that consciousness that is within us, that, uh, that, that higher, that divine connection there, we're tapping into, quote unquote, central command that is giving us, Leonard gets different instructions than instructions that is give, are given to Richard. But those instructions are geared towards Leonard doing his part of the grand design, the big picture, and the instructions that Richard is given, the same thing. But they're not the same task. He was asked to chop wood and I was asked to carry water. Isn't that, an, isn't that a Buddhist uh, uh, phrase in terms of it calming is, the mind? Uh, you know, sure. chop wood, carry water, chop wood, carry water. Right. And that is the example the Borg gives to me of how we, even though we have our own mind and consciousness, I have to wonder, did, could there come a point in someone's life, Leonard, where we have consciously given our, I'm going to put it this way, our free will over to our consciousness, our uh, divine self. And now our lives are lived solely to serve that still small voice from the divine. There are lots of voices that some people hear. Are you saying, in other words, thy will not my will. Oh my God! Did I say that? I'm asking the question. Or, 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 or uh, <laughs> as as Urkel would say, did I say that? <laughs> uh, yes, I did say that. Yes. And the beautiful well, thing is, is that we still don't lose our individuality. No, it's just enhanced. The real personality can grow and blossom. Yeah. It's it's not any different than the cell in search of an organ mm. desiring a higher purpose. I, I pause because, uh, which is not a good thing to do when you're doing a, a, a radio broadcast or podcast video, they can still see you and you're just sitting there going, why aren't they talking? Um, no, but it's like there is, uh, there is the, I don't want to say the doctrine, okay, the doctrine and dogma of certain philosophies 
that basically says uh, that it's it's God's way or the highway. Okay, you either do it God's way, or you are in defiance of God. You are uh, sinning. Okay, uh, and so forth. And I say, well, uh, what does it say? Back to the the ancient Torah from the Hebrew people. Mm-hmm. You shall love the and and these people were just using words mm-hmm. that uh, uh, they could communicate with. Right. So you, you have to uh, uh, redefine words uh, so that uh, current usage uh, makes more sense. But right. It says something to the effect that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. Right. Uh huh. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart. Yeah. But take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, and he'll shut up the rains. And, you, and, and the, the ground, will, the earth will not yield its fruit for you. Mm. And you will perish quickly off of the good land which the Lord hath created. So yeah. it's, hey... Either you're in alignment with the truth or you're in conflict with the truth. Mm. And when we are in conflict with the truth, when our outer actions conflict with our inner wisdom, Mm -hmm. that inner conflict becomes the mother of all problems and pain. Yeah. And a lot of people will or actually have succumbed to uh, <laughs> uh, just to use a term they've succumbed to the dark side not evil and the devil and Satan and all of that stuff no 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 they have succumbed to other gods ie other individuals now when I read some of the ancient wisdom teachings which include, not only the book I grew up with as a Catholic, the Bible, both Old and New Testament, mind you, as well as many others, um, they have turned their will, so to speak, over to other individuals. And in, in, in my growing up in broadcasting, I worked for a Christian station during the heyday of televangelism. And people were giving up and worship, I can't, I can't think of any other word that to use. They were worshiping these individuals that go by many different names I won't name here. And many people lose their lives, both figuratively as, and literally. Yes. And, and I sit here going, well, wait a minute. So what's the difference between you quoting him as opposed to you quoting him inside or it or they or what have you, the still small voice that is guiding you? And that was the other thing that always perplexed me. I would hear this phrase many times at the Christian station that uh, uh, your relationship with God or Jesus, whatever, however you want to phrase it, it's a personal relationship. Well, then what business is it of yours? It's my relationship with my God, my creator, my friend, as I like to call my still small voice, not yours. And 
yeah, maybe you're hearing something. I don't know what it is, but it has nothing to do with me. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, by the way, Leonard, I just got a message from God to tell me you got to shave the beard. Okay. Because <laughs> it's an abomination. Okay. We need to see your face. Who am I to tell you? And vice versa. And that was something that always I, I thought, wow, you people are railing against having false gods, and yet you've put yourself up as false gods because people are following you. They are giving to you. Um, you use the tithe um, passages to get them to give to you their wherewithal. And on and on and on. And it's not just within uh, uh, Christendom. You know, it happens... Well, here, here's an excellent uh, wow. uh, idea for people. Mm -hmm. They can use their conscience in those kinds of relationships because, you see, it's the conscience that can determine for us and help us to see when we have a relationship with a person, if that person is coming into our awareness to teach us what to do or... Is that person really coming into our awareness to teach us what not to do? Mm -hmm. Both are very, very critical teachers. Yeah. Very important for all of us. Yeah. That's why I tell people that one of my most important teachers has been Elvis Presley. <laughs> because I fell in love at 10 years old uh, with Elvis. I loved him when I was 20 and 30 and 40, et cetera, et cetera. I love him today mm -hmm. because I loved him. I gave him a lot of my attention because I gave him so much attention. I had an intimate understanding of choices that he made, many of which were in conflict with the wisdom reflected by my conscience. Mm. And so he taught me in many cases what not to do. He, he through his life and through his actions, was teaching me which burners on the stove were hot mm -hmm. and which burners on the stove were not. Hmm. Well, I will tell you that <clears throat> I have had a teacher similarly uh, who has uh, taught me. And uh, his, his name is, uh, is uh, Donald J. Trump. And back in 2000, in 2016, I got sucked into the uh, uh, I got sucked into the um, um, what do you call it uh, the political realm. I was trying to stay out of it. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I got sucked in in September of 2019, or no, 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 2020, 2020. And it took me six months to get unsucked. And I went through four phases, Leonard, mm -hmm. four phases. And the first phase was just what you said. Thank you, teacher, for teaching me now, teaching me how not to behave. Yes. All right. Uh, the next phase was a phase of forgiveness. I forgive you. But more importantly, I forgive myself for allowing myself to be drawn into this quagmire. The third phase was a question, a question from the heart, genuine human compassion for another human being. What is it that you are so afraid of that it makes you behave the way that you do? 
And then one of my guests shared me a fourth level, a fourth phase. And that's where it comes to an end. And it is three simple words still from that human place of compassion and understanding. I love you. That's it. I love you. He, like anybody else that we've got challenges with, has every right to be here just like we do. We don't have to like what they say or do. Okay? We don't. Um, but, hey, what are you going to do? Well, you're absolutely correct uh, uh, in, in two of the things uh, just really were standouts for me. Uh, the first was that uh, everybody has these faulty concepts and are and are paralyzed by them so it engenders a tremendous amount of compassion for everyone yeah a compassion for everyone and the second point is about the fear fear every fear must be examined you know roosevelt was correct when he said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself mm -hmm. so why do we fear why why do we become afraid only two reasons i'm afraid i might lose what i have or i'm afraid i might not get what i want and both of those beg the question who am i yeah. who is aware of this emotion called fear and if you think that you are the body and you think that you are the mind and your thoughts and your desires and your emotions, then you are going to remain in pain and you are going to remain in service to fear. Mm -hmm. But if you know and know that you know through, through your own personal experiment, experiment, uh, with the truth reflected by the conscience that you are simply spirit pure consciousness wisdom bliss and fullness having a human experience having a human experience that's why the ancient said it's not me the christ that lives within me you yeah. see yeah. having this human experience yeah then everything becomes service as you said before yeah. becomes service to this truth yeah and there's no question there, there is no questioning there is no uh justifying to others you just you just serve in whatever capacity you are asked to serve i think that uh there is a point at which people in especially in relationships they initially start out with a, a genuine um, interdependent service to the other person. But it starts to change over time into a codependent uh, level of service to the relationship and to that other person. Mm -hmm. And we start to lose ourselves, but not in a way that is uh, uh, self-supporting self-affirming if you will and again this well, is nothing... we don't we don't attract uh, uh, positive people yeah because we are projecting something other than that mm -hmm. and it's the lock and the key philosophy the key is looking for the lock and the lock is looking for the key ah. so we 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 project 
negativity and we receive the negativity because mm. that's all people can see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can't see the real us. Can't see the real us. And it's amazing to me uh, in many instances, and I'll put it this way, how unwilling they are uh, to see the real them, you know. Uh, that takes us to another level. Self-knowledge. Part of going within has to do, if I'm, uh, if I'm, if I'm correct, Leonard, <laughs> in looking at self. And we have what I like to refer to as been, and I'm not the first to say this, and it has both a light side and a shadow side. I, I like to use the word shadow more than dark because a shadow side implies that there is a, there is something blocking the light from coming in. Right. That's right. That's right. The obstacle. The obstacle. And when we confront that obstacle and we take on that challenge of confronting that obstacle, it becomes more and more transparent and the light comes through. You're talking about self-discipline. Well, yes. <laughs> That's what it takes. That's what it takes yeah. to extricate the obstacles from the mind that is inhibiting the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this, as always, is a fascinating program. Um, I have been blessed over the years as we, as we end 2021 and enter 2022, the year of Deuces Wild. I'm going to use that. I'm just, I'm sorry, but it just, it, it fits. It just so fits um, that this is something that, you know, it's, it's, I, I have to say I was quite blessed as well as honored and humbled by a friend of mine that I work with who has watched me for 15 years. He's listened to me for 15 years, listened to these programs for 15 years. And he, he said to me, says, I realize this is coming from somebody who it can't really give you an objective perspective, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. He says, I've listened to you talk. We've had conversations over the years. I've watched the things that you have done. And he said, not me, he said, and what I see is you walking your talk. Now, I wrote a song. I can now claim songwriter to my resume. That's cool. Title of the song is called I'm a Good Man. And the lyrics basically for the chorus are, I'm a good man doing the best I can. Where I'm going is where I'm coming from. And quite honestly, for men and women, we're all just doing the best we can. Now, did my parents make any mistakes raising me? I think, Leonard, you would say, absolutely not. They did the best they could with what they had at the time, right? That's right. Yeah. Look how I turned out. Someone said, well, not so great, Richard. You know, you've got a big mouth and you can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a very inquisitive mind, curious mind. And you have, you have illuminated 
uh, for us here on the program, your mind and the things that are important to you. The National Conscience Month, January 2022 is what we're talking about. We'll be promoting it all month long. And uh, we're going to continue talking with Leonard here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, it is uh, really uh, you know, I said it at the beginning of the program, and I told you, it went by like a, like a shot for me. I mean, I can't believe. We've already been speaking for an hour, and, and it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but we've covered so much ground. What is, um, what, I guess I should ask you, um, how did the concept of the National Conscience Month come about for you uh, back in pre, pre I, and again, I believe it was what, 1996 or 95? Well, in 1996, I founded the American Meditation Institute. Mm-hmm. And I would say that uh, soon thereafter, uh, I had this desire uh, to start a National Conscience Month. Uh, it, the time was not ready. Uh, and I did that in 2019 and 2020 was the first annual. So this is the second annual for the National Conscience Month. This is actually the third annual. Oh, the third, the third. Okay, yeah. and oh, that's right, 2022. I I, <laughs> I got to flip the page on the calendar. Um, when you how did you how did you go about? letting people know just emails and on your website and so forth where uh, did you utilize social media in a big way and what was the did you get some good response and what about some of the maybe the criticisms if any i haven't seen any criticism that's good uh, uh but uh we did use some social media we used the emails we used uh uh our classes and conversations that that we had in different speaking uh, uh, opportunities that I had. Mm -hmm. And just slowly, slowly, uh, it grew of its own accord. Wow. Well, we're going to help it to continue to grow because we're going to continue to promote it and encourage people to become a part of this campaign uh, to start to rely more on their conscience Uh, listening to their still small voice. It's all tied together. There is no separation. There's no compartmentalization. Um, And uh, that's one of the other, I would have to say, that's one of the other nice things about our lives is you can't compartmentalize. You can try. Give it a shot. It doesn't work. Um, I I love uh, quoting people back from back in the 60s. Now, I was just a kid, uh, a little kid in the 60s. But back in the 60s, you used to hear the phrase from kids graduating from college or sometimes dropping out of high school saying, Mom, Dad, I'm not uh, continuing on with my uh, formal education. I'm I'm going to go wherever it is they wanted to go. I'm going to go to San Francisco. I'm going to go to India. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there to try to. And the phrase is find myself. (laughs) And the reality is. You don't have to go anywhere to find yourself, do you? No. Wherever you go, there you are. There you are. <laughs> I love that. Leonard, this has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, is, is there, um, at this particular point in time in the transition from one year to the next, and granted on the one hand it's sort of man-made and yet at the same time it's sort of it is based upon the cyclical patterns of our planet yes um 
Any particular message, insight, inspiration that you would like to share with us uh, before uh, we go into our final segment here? Well, people should know that every thought that comes into their awareness, every thought that comes into their awareness is not an imperial command. It's only a suggestion. Every thought is only a suggestion. And only your conscience knows for sure whether it's to be served for the highest good or to be sacrificed. And that energy can be repurposed for the highest good. I like that aspect of it because then there's nothing wasted. There's nothing thrown away. It's just repurposed. This is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we're talking with Leonard Perlmutter, and we have been discussing throughout this program our own ability to connect with the divine, and again, whatever other phrase you wish to use, whatever whatever other personal pronoun you wish to put there, uh, and uh, to live a, a, a happier, healthier, more fulfilled life. And I have to tell you, uh, Leonard, that in spite of, and maybe even because of, I always put it that way because sometimes it's not in spite of, it's because of certain challenges in my life today. Um, I'm optimistic. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm optimistic. And I'm, I, I'm actually overall, I'm happy. I consider myself healthy, uh, aside from the fact that I have a missing tooth that I'm hopefully going to get fixed in 2022, a tooth in 2022. And uh, <laughs> and um, uh, I, I just see opportunities. Um, and maybe it's partly because I've always felt that, you know, there's always a workaround. OK, if I <laughs> I was talking with someone today in regards to that because I went to my dental appointment for a consult on getting the tooth uh, filled in. Anybody got a chiclet? I've got some super glue and I'm going to shove it in there and put it in. Well, I don't think a chiclet will do it. I said, I don't care. I just want to fill the hole. Um, But uh, I consider myself healthy and um, very, very, very blessed as, uh, as I get to do these programs. So thank you so much for blessing me and our listeners today. Well, thank you so much for offering this invitation to me. Uh, It's humbling. I'm going to ask you those three questions I asked you at the end of our last conversation. But before I do, I need to let you folks know that you are listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices. What great choices you've got now after listening to this program. Uh, to help make your dreams come true, choices and knowledge of those choices. And when I say that, it's like, okay, here's the choice, title of choice. And now here's the backstory on that choice. Here's what it is. And this is what it can do for you. Uh, If you choose it, you don't have to. Nobody's forcing you. No one's got a gun to your head or a rope around your neck. And we are looking for those new ways of living. And I got to tell you, whether it's meditation and or yoga, which we'll have to talk about in another program, 
whatever works for you, whatever resonates with you, please, please do it. Uh, give it a chance. Give it a shot, okay? Uh, and and enjoy the life that you have right now. We are also on YouTube. We're uh, video streaming. Uh, I should say these are video casts, if you will, on YouTube. And the Tell Me Your Story Richard Dugan website or channel, if you will. We're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio. And we're also on, uh, what do they call it? Oh, Amazon Music. That was the one. Thank you, Jeff Bezos, for that. Uh, we are also uh, live at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. for those of you who are up late or or early. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday mornings, it's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We also ask if you can and you'd like to support the work that we are doing on this program, we would greatly appreciate that. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. If you can support the work we're doing, not just by listening and increasing that uh, listener number by, oh my gosh, 57,000. Wow. Um, I'll even take that much in, in, in cash, 57,000. I'm not, I'm not, I'm humble, uh, cause it'll be used for this program. Uh, but whatever you can give us, we'd greatly appreciate it. That's why we have a PayPal account. It is for your security as well as ours. And, um, also participate in the decade of perfect vision. Go within. I know that it'll be a challenge to learn about self and especially going behind the barriers into the shadows, but. That's where you'll get yourself free. What, what is it they say, Leonard? You shall know the truth about yourself and it'll set you free. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and with all of that, I will ask you these three questions. You may have addressed them to some degree during the program, but I like to ask them directly. First of those three questions is, who is Leonard Perlmutter? Essentially spirit. Having a human experience in time and space through a mind-body-sense complex. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I have no hopes, nor desires, nor expectations, uh, only to be of service. And finally, what is your life's purpose? To know the truth. And with that, we bring this particular conversation to an end. But Leonard, we will have you back again to continue this conversation because I just love the way I love where it goes. I really I do. do. Yeah. I do, too. Leonard Paul Mutter is my guest. And um, you can go to his website, AmericanMeditation.org. Uh, and to get a copy of either of his books, and uh, we will be linked to his website as well, uh, as we did with our last conversation. And we hope that you will uh, do what you can, folks, to, uh, to continue to spread the word and the consciousness about conscience. Don't you love those two words? Those are pretty great. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.